0: us are functioning at our best so that the best can indeed happen and let's talk about team spirit for a few minutes this is one of the reasons why I allowed myself to believe that the Titans could actually win the Super Bowl this year. It's because throughout the season, we had all of these injuries. Injuries that most people believed we could not overcome. Injuries to A.J. Brown. Injuries to Derrick Henry. Injuries to Julio Jones. Injuries to Taylor we, we And still, we just like, put somebody else in. They were not nearly as good as the people that they were replacing. And somehow the Titans just kept winning. We had 91 different players to suit up for the Titans this year. A record in the NFL. All because of injuries. And yet we somehow kept finding a way to win. There was just this spirit about the team. There's just like this... uh, you're out next up you know it's just like we're going to get this done and and that's why I allowed myself to believe that this year was going to be different that's what you hope for in a team that that you have a spirit about you And, and what Paul talks about in his letter to the Corinthians is that each part of the human body has a spirit the Spirit of God that equips it with the abilities. Here's why I think the analogy to sports works. There were some, apparently, according to the commentaries that you might read or the, the books that you might read, that believed that the Corinthian church was made up of some people who thought that they were spiritually superior to others in the church. These were the kind of people that thought that if you Googled best Christian in the Corinthian church, that among the 1.5 million results that you would get in less than a second, their images would be at the top of the Google search. These were the people that thought that they had high profile or extraordinarily unique gifts and graces and abilities and that the church was better because they were a part of it. In their mind, the more high profile you were, the more in the spotlight you could be, then the better you were a member of the church. And apparently there were others in the church and maybe some of these same people that we've already talked about who believed that if you really wanted to be a spiritually superior Christian in the church of Corinth, you needed to possess one gift in particular. And that gift, we believe, was the gift of speaking in tongues. And so Paul's whole point of writing what he's writing here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is to try to correct their way of thinking. And he compares the church at Corinth to the human body. Now Paul doesn't say it, maybe he didn't even know it at the time, but there are 206 bones in the human body there are 639 muscles in the human body and depending upon how you count there are 78 organs in the body and so whenever you take a breath or whenever you hear a noise or or whenever you take a step Actually, that is only accomplished by hundreds of different parts of our body working together for the common good and a common goal. And then Paul wants us to know that every single one of us has a part to play in the body of Christ. And every single one of us is essential for doing the common good and the common goal that God desires for each one of us to do And Paul wants to remind us that also we have a team spirit. It is the Spirit of God. And that all of the giftings, all of the abilities that we possess in order to do good, in order for the common goal of of doing good for all, comes from this Spirit of God. We're all different. We're all diverse. But every single one of our unique gifts and abilities are important for what God wants to do. And so Paul here is on a couple of different levels trying to help us. First of all, he's trying to encourage those of us who don't have the gifts that are in the spotlight. Who who don't have the high profile gift. who, Who don't have gifts that seem extraordinarily unique. He's saying to us, don't be depressed about that. Because the gifts that you do possess, you receive from the Spirit of God. And the gifts that you do possess work in concert with all of the high profile and extraordinarily unique and in the spotlight gifts. And that if they didn't have you, they wouldn't be extraordinarily unique or high profile or in the spotlight or gifted In the same way that Derrick Henry needs an offensive line and a quarterback, uh, we need uh, others that we may not recognize easily enough to do their part so that the rest of us can be faithful and fruitful when we do our part. And Paul also wants to say a word to those who do think that their gifts are spiritually superior than everybody else he wants to just bring them down a peg or two he wants them to know that yes their gifts are important but you couldn't do what you do were it not for others doing what they do others that may not be in the spotlight but are absolutely essential To helping you to excel. That's what I love. The most about being a pastor. Monday through Saturday. I love preaching. It's my favorite thing to do. Maybe one day I'll get good at it. But what I love. Monday through Saturday. Is being able to hear people. And see people. And encourage people. To live out. Their gifts. I love being able to see what happens. Some things that many of you don't get to see. Because you're not here all the time. But I love seeing how God uses people like you. To do wonderful things. To do good for all. With a common goal. To be the hands and feet of Christ. In our world. Many of you have already discovered your gifts and many of you are already serving inside and outside the church by using your gifts. And I just celebrate that and encourage you to keep on keeping on. But there may be some of you here this morning that haven't really figured out what your gift is. Figured out how God uniquely gifted and gave you the ability to do things. And so that's why um, one of the things I would encourage you to do is to look for spiritual gifts inventory. You can find them online. Uh, There are strength finder surveys where you can uh, just answer a series of questions and it will help help you to begin focusing on where you might be uniquely and wonderfully gifted to serve. I hope that you'll find a way to serve both inside and outside the church. We need both. We couldn't do one without the other. Uh, And I hope that you will look for ways to serve. One of the ways that we want to try to help do that is the staff. We've begun the process of trying to develop a list of of just every possible opportunity to serve that currently exists at St. Mark's. So that you could just look down that list and you could say, hey, I think I'd be good at that. Or I think I could do that. And and so that we could make it easier for you to find a way to plug into the ministries that exist here and outside the walls of our church. And and maybe there's uh, other ways that God might be desiring for us to serve and to be the church and so maybe you'll find that there's not a gift on there that really fits where you think your gifts lie and so maybe we might need to be thinking about is there a way for our church to do something different to do something new so that that particular gift can also with all of the other gifts of the body work to be the hands and feet of Christ my prayer is that each one of us will find that area where we're good where God and the Spirit of God is uniquely gifted us and that we will serve the Lord inside and outside the church and I pray that God would give us the grace to see those gifts And to be open to those gifts being used. And that together all of those gifts. Might truly make us the very best version. Of the body of Christ.